Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. She is a comedian turned entrepreneur. She is the founder and CEO of the new online comedy club, Plausible. She is serious about comedy and democratizing the industry with live online stand-up comedy shows, open mics, and podcasts so artists can get paid. So let's welcome Leanne Linsky. How are you doing today, Leanne? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you on. I'd like to start by asking you to please share your story, Leanne. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Well, it's been a long and winding road. <laughs> I um, I actually started comedy uh, over 20 years ago with my first comedy writing class. And I was working at the time for a Fortune 500 company, which I was at for a very long time. So I was doing that. I ended up uh, 13 years into that job getting laid off. And so I picked up two suitcases and moved to New York City and pursued comedy. I fully immersed myself into the community, doing improv, running an open mic, doing shows, um, performing theater, acting, the whole thing, right? And then eventually moved to the West Coast, only to find myself spending more time in traffic than I did on any stage. And I was like, what? This is bananas. How do I fix this? So I thought about doing online comedy using Skype because this was back in 2014, 2015. And I was like, ah, Skype. And then I was like, uh, also using Zoom. So a few years later in August of 2019, BC, before COVID, I actually started using Zoom to run an online open mic, which was great. I was able to connect people from that I knew in the East Coast to the people I now knew in the West Coast. And uh, we were having a lot of fun. And then some comedians were like, hey, this is great. Other comedians were like, why would I do that? And then COVID happened, right? So then everybody was doing it online. But I was, as I was doing this, I'm like, you know, there's, it's great to bring things online. So getting to how I became an entrepreneur, I had started out just solving my own problem. But my problem was a problem shared by many comedians. But then as we got online, it created a whole other set of new problems because technology isn't necessarily designed for live online entertainment. So I was like, how do I fix these? How do I build something that's designed for this? And that's where my idea came from. And I ended up going back to school to get my master's in innovation and entrepreneurship during COVID. And from there, I got accepted into incubators and everything so that I could build plausible and help other comedians like myself get out there, get more stage time and lo and behold, get paid, which is contrary to popular belief. Most comedians don't always get paid. Wow. No, no, thanks for sharing that. So basically, many years ago, you were into county, but at the time you were working for a Fortune 500 company, and you did that for 13 years, and then you got let go, and then you decided, you know what, let me do comedy full-time. You did all kinds of comedy. You decided to go out to the West Coast. The problem was you were spending way too much time in traffic, and um, and you looked into doing online stuff like on Skype and Zoom, which at the time not many people were doing, and then... 
Um, and you're doing an open you know, online open mic for, and get people together. The problem was that people weren't interested in it, but then COVID hit and then everything changed after COVID because everyone started using Zoom. Um, people working at home and even even today, several years later, there's still a lot of people at least working part time from home. Not everyone's gone back full time to work. So there's still a lot of stuff being done online and people doing stuff from home, either full time or part time. And um, but you said there was some um, there was still some issues because you said technology is not set up for you know live online entertainment. So that's when you decided to go back, get your master's in innovation and entrepreneurship. And that's where you helped set up this uh, uh, this this new program called Plausible. So could you talk a little bit more about some of the issues, um, you know, because I think and, and like you said, um, many people seem to think all comedians do well, but a lot of them don't just like. They think all actors make a lot of money, but you know, truth is, most of them don't. So it's a big struggle. So you talk about some of the struggles uh, comedians go through, and especially you know, trying to adapt to this uh, technology thing, and you know how you're able to help them through plausible. Sure. So first thing, uh, the do you want to know the struggles comedians have in general or <laughs> online? Um, both. Uh Yeah, because because I, I like to learn. I'm sure the people listening also like to learn. Yeah. So comedians, we do what we do. Well, there's a variety of reasons we do what we do, right? But uh, the the gist of it is that we want to hear laughter in real time. We want to get an audience response in real time. So obviously comedy clubs, bars, coffee shops, wherever it is that we can go and perform, we love to do because that's what we thrive on. Um, so, and that's also what tells us if we're funny, like how do we know if no one hears us? How do we know if we don't hear anybody laughing ever, <laughs> right? So we need that feedback in order to develop and hone our skills. Um, one of the challenges is that it's, not always easy to get stage time. And especially if you're not in a large metropolitan area, you know, like a major city in New York or California, uh, there's not as many opportunities, you know, in between. So getting a spot in uh, an open mic, oftentimes there's a lot of free open mics in those big cities. There's not a lot of open mics in other cities, but we often have to pay for those spots. So $5 for five minutes, um, if you want to get into, um, you know, some of the other shows, sometimes comedians barter back and forth. If they're producing shows, I'll put you in my show. You put you in your show, uh, that kind of thing. And then a lot of the coffee shops, they just let you put up your show there. But that's so that everybody can buy food and beverage. Same with bars. It's not so you're making any money. You're just doing it because you're doing it. You're not getting paid. Um, and also, if you're doing shows that are in clubs, uh, a lot of times you can't even get into a club unless you're taking the classes that they offer and they get to know you and you get to do maybe a class show or you're hanging out all the time at the club and you get a spot on their open mic, but you can't host an open mic unless they really know you. And then you have to work your way up to host an open mic, but they're not paying you. And then if you get a spot in the club, sometimes you have to bring X number of people to get X number of stage time minutes on stage, but you're not getting paid. You're just getting paid with stage time. Uh, but you have to bring in people who pay for the full ticket and drinks. And uh, if you're a guest spot, you typically don't always get paid. And if you do get paid, maybe you'll get um, 
you know, a free burger and a beer or something like that. So features and headliners can get paid, but usually at a flat rate. And if you're a bigger name, you, your agent might be able to negotiate some sort of split at the door or a larger flat fee. So it's a long road to get stage time and to actually get paid for your comedy. Uh, no, that definitely seems, it definitely seems like a really long road. So, you know, based on the things you shared, like, you know, they got to, and especially if you're in a smaller city, because like, it might be a little bit easier in the bigger city, like you said, the, the comedy clubs, but even the comedy clubs, you got to start at the bottom. Every time you just, uh, you're not going to even get paid if you're looking to get five minutes and then you still have to bring people in or you might, so you're really getting paid with the stage time or if you're lucky, they might give you uh, food to eat. So it's, it's a really long way. So it's done, which is why I would assume that, uh, am I right that it seems that probably a lot of them probably give up after a while because they're trying for a while and they're not seeing much success and they says I need to pay my bills. Am I correct about that? Yeah, and and most comedians have day jobs. I mean, I've had I've had day jobs all all the time, you know, because we have to have health insurance, we have to sustain ourselves, we need, you know, a roof over our head typically. So, yeah, there you know, um lots of lots of things happening there, a lot of moving parts. And that's why another reason that I'm plausible, I wanted to democratize that a bit and make it more not just more accessible to people, but also so that it they have a choice. Do I want to do this for free or do I want to put a paid event out there? A lot of people during the pandemic, although things went online, they would ask for tips and people during the pandemic could be quite generous at times, but that was, there's no guarantee, right? That you're going to get any money, let alone, you can't really know, anticipate how much you're going to get. So some people are still doing that with existing technologies and asking for tips and donations, but that's also not really sustainable. Um, so I'm plausible. People have a choice. They can do paid paid shows or free shows. And if they do a paid show, the comedian who sets the schedule and does all, uh, you know, puts it together, they can say, I want to charge X amount of dollars. And then it goes up on the listings and this is a paid show. And they get the, the larger percentage of the door. So we do a, a split of the door and they get the majority of the money, which is you know, not, not as common unless you're a bigger name to get a, a split of a door period. No, absolutely. Yeah. It seems like with the traditional way of going to clubs, you're going to get very little, if anything, at least with the, with your platform, they'll get something, they'll get a little bit more. So it's, uh, it's, it's easier economically for them. And, and it gives, it seems to be given at least a chance of getting known and spotted. So, uh, eh, so it sounds like a really great idea for those that want to learn because I think, and I would think number one, it's going to give people a chance to stay in the industry longer and not give up because of finances. Like I said, most of them have day jobs anyway, and they need insurance. So it definitely seems that's definitely one good thing uh, to do this. Now, how, how long have you been running plausible and, um, uh, and and how has been the reaction from comedians across the country? I, 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 has uh, have a lot have more people been open? You know, learned about it probably because of what happened COVID because they're going online and they came across plausible. I, I'm assuming you're getting a lot more interest from comedians across the country. So yeah, great question. We didn't actually launch so plausible. We didn't launch our. Uh, what's online today, the platform as it is today until uh, just over a year ago. Mm -hmm. So at, 
in December of 2023, we actually launched our own product out there. So it was after COVID that we did that. And then since then, we've been onboarding comedians and fans this whole past entire year. And to your point, people are much more likely to, you know, the response has been much more positive. Like, as I mentioned, when I first started doing it before COVID, I, although I had a lot of comedians were like, this is great. There were the, some comedians who were like, why, why would I do that? But now people are like, oh yeah, this makes sense. You know, um, of course I can do this because it doesn't mean somebody has to give up in-person shows or events, but it can supplement those experiences and bridge a gap. So people are much more receptive to it. And um, not just, as you mentioned, like from coast to coast in the US, we're international. So we have comedians from other countries logging in and performing on Plausible. So we have, we have people from Canada. We have people from the UK. We have people from uh, Sri Lanka, from India, from Japan. Yeah, so it's really, really cool because people we might not otherwise run into, we get to experience and share in laughter with them. Oh, that sounds really cool. So basically you launched over a little over a year ago and overall the response has been very positive. Even though some even some of the people that were a little skeptical at first realized that, you know, it doesn't mean I, I, I have to give up doing live performances. You know, this could be a way to supplement what I do, supplement my income, and they could do both. And like you said, it's also gone international, been gone around the world. So you guys are getting comedians from all over the world, which is really cool. And, you know, for those comedians that are like, you know, Sri Lanka or some of the other countries, it's hard for them to fly, you know, to the U.S., you know, on those really long flights. But this way they can go online and perform and have people watch them and they can get get known and still get paid for it. So, I, you know, I, you know I'm not in the industry, but it seems like this is a way for uh, this. Could, this seems like something that's going to be around for a long time now. Uh, I know you've only been doing this for you. What do you think is the future of like online, you know, uh, doing online comedy versus the traditional? Are people going to be doing both of it? Will one dominate more? Will, do you think online will be more people be doing more online than we're doing live? Will it be a combo or two? What do you foresee happening over the next several years? I think that we're going to continue seeing a combination of in-person and online. I think, um, that's been what I've been seeing and hearing, especially from the users of, of Plausible, is that, wow, this is really great because it makes it so much easier, right? It's not such a heavy lift. And not everybody has the luxury of moving to those major cities. So we are seeing a lot of people that maybe we wouldn't normally do. So going forward, I see it growing. Um, I And I don't think we could ever replace in person. I think as humans, we have this innate like this built-in need for that in-person connection and and that's always going to exist however i do think that over the next few years we're going to see so many improvements with technology and in in making the online experience better than what it is today and so i think it gives us more opportunity and alternatives and especially for people who uh, persons with disabilities or people with uh, autoimmune issues, you know, that, that can't go out. Um, you know, there's a, a, a so many reasons why, why some people might not be able to go out and to, to do in person. And we want to, we want to reach them too. No, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think the one that'll always be uh 
people want to see stuff like because I know when things open up after COVID, I, I couldn't wait to get out and start seeing people again, go to events. So um, there's just something about in-person interaction that uh, we all need. But uh, I also agree, people, uh, uh, this is really great for a lot of people. Number one, you know, people in other countries, number one. Number two, you, know, you also mentioned people have health issues, disabilities, or for some reason can't make it. Maybe someone's performing for one or two nights, and for some reason you're busy those two nights and you can't go see them live. But maybe another night, you know, they're, they're – uh, but if they're, you know, if they're performing online – You know, maybe you can watch, you know, you may not be able to get to that place for whatever reason. Maybe your car breaks down for whatever reason. I know there's certain, I know there are a bunch of different events uh, in other fields. Like, I know I can't make it, but they'll say they're, they're live streaming on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, great. I can at least watch it online on YouTube. So if you can watch something online and you're like, you don't feel so bad, you can't make it. So I, I definitely think, so there are a lot of people I think will definitely like, so I, I think you're right. At least for the next couple years, I think it's going to be available for both, you know, those Online and, and live. And I think the live will never fully go away because people do want to see live people. Um, well, go one ahead. thing of plausible is that it's not just streaming. Like just because you're not there in person, we're not streaming from a back of a club. Our performers on plausible are performing on plausible. Like I can see you here, you can see them. Mm -hmm. They you can the performers can see and hear the online audience because they're performing specifically for an online audience. And it's happening in real time. So everybody is in the virtual room together and can interact. And so all the audio is set up so that you can hear multiple people laughing at the same time. It's not like one way where you only hear one person or the thing cuts out. So it's more active than it is passive. Like if you were to log in and watch something live on television, sure, it's live on TV, but they cannot see and hear you at home. I'm plausible. We can see and hear you at home. And you're part of the experience. You know, and absolutely. And as you mentioned before, as a community, you want to know how you're doing. Or do the people yeah. find you funny? Are they reacting well to it? So you hear the laughter, you're like, all right. And they really like my stuff. They like my materials. So that's good. So yeah. And, 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 and I know comedians, they feed off the interaction with the audience. So that's good that, you know, that it's a live interaction between the comedians and the audience. So that's really, that's good to know. I wasn't fully aware of that. So That's awesome. So it just goes into more um, some more questions I have, you know, about the technology because you know, it, you know, technology has always you know played a pivotal role in all aspects of the entertainment industry. So, um, you know, how how do you see technology continuing to influence comedy and live entertainment in the future? Oh, I think it's just going to uh, impact it more rapidly than we've already seen. Honestly, I mean, it's it's. inevitable. And I think that tech, um, although there's pros and cons, right, as we've seen in the media and, and we hear about on regularly, there's definitely pros and cons. And I think um, a lot of people can be weary of it. And at the same time, I think as more things roll out and people learn to have a, are more familiar with it, rather than being like, we, we have a, we have a, Typical responses to say no to something we don't understand. A confused mind says no. So if if people don't understand something fully, we're going to probably shut it out. You know, in our mind, be like, nope, I'm not for that. But the the as time goes on and we gain a better understanding of the technologies that we have at our disposal and that we can use, I think as people learn and become more comfortable with them, the more good they can do with them.
you know, I think the more they can be integrated into the art form, just watching, for example, uh, comedians and fans on plausible, the growth in people's comfort level and how they use it, you know, like they may start out attending something, then they're like, oh, I'm going to produce a show. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, that went well. Now I feel more comfortable. I can do these other things, you know, these other types of shows or uh, events on there. And so that's what I see happening over time. So as people get more familiar and more comfortable, the more likely it is to be integrated into what they're doing. And I just see that on so much larger scale in general, that that's what will happen. No, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of new things, a lot of new technology, you know, people a little, they're not sure they're, they're uncomfortable because they've never done it before. So they don't know what to expect. And, you know, everyone likes to do things that are comfortable. So it could take a while, but, you know, after they've done it for a while and they get more comfortable, they're like, oh, I can do this. It's like when you start a new job, the first month, it's like you're learning new things and you're not used to it. But after two, three months of the job, you get comfortable, you, you know, you look forward to doing the things every day. So yeah, I agree with you. So once, once the comedians, everyone else gets used to this technology, um, they're going to get more comfortable and they're going to say, oh, I can do this. I can do that. And you know, sometimes they're not aware. And it takes time to learn everything. I think people just need to be patient, like with everything, anything new you're trying to learn, you just got to be patient. So I think if you're patient, I agree. They'll just want to learn more. So um, as we're coming toward the end of our uh, interview, are there any last minute uh, pieces of advice you'd like to leave with our audience or with those that want to be budding, you know, comedians, you know, that want to like, you know, look into maybe doing comedy stuff online? Some things they should, you know, be aware of, something to think about. Absolutely. Um, I think anybody who wants to do comedy or, you know, experiment with it, whether it's for, uh, you know, seriously committing to it as a career or whether you're just wanting to do it for fun, right? Maybe it's a uh, a new resolution, like I want to try something different. My, my thought on that is like, uh, go for it, you know, find a, a place that speaks to you that maybe uh, has every club, every online room, every everything kind of has its own personality. And so when seeking something like that out, you know, uh, find something that speaks to you and then try it and look at it as an experiment rather than a success or failure. Like I'm going to try this and I'm going to see what happens. And I think um, if you approach it that way, you'll find a lot of joy in the art of comedy. And for example, if you, you know, I invite you, if you're looking, just looking for laughs and want to enjoy other people uh, doing doing the jokes yeah. great like create a free account on plausible and check it out explore look and see what you find what speaks to you um and and try it and go and attend and if you like it great if you do, if you're like oh maybe that's not my kind of humor or whatever go and check out a different event or a different comedian um not every everybody has the same taste uh just like we don't like the same foods we also don't have the same sense of humor so mm -hmm. we have in which you can filter like types of comedy and topics that you want to hear about topics. Maybe you don't want to hear about, and you can filter them out in your search. Awesome. So. That, awesome. that makes a lot of sense. All right. So Leanne, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. I definitely learned a lot tonight and definitely I'm sure the people that are listening also learn a lot from listening to you. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you can contact me on LinkedIn. Um, me personally. So that's Leanne Linsky. Just put me in the search. I'll, I'm the only Leanne Linsky in the world, as far as I know, which is cool. 
And, uh, or you can hop on Plausible and there's a contact us form, which is, so if you forget my name, just go to plausible.com and contact me there. Yep. Awesome. The only Leanne Linsky in the world. That is awesome. Thanks again, Leanne. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.